rhyme like that anymore, do they? No. <laughs> yeah. So having seen that, having seen that for me, I have two questions, two questions. Firstly, how do you go from the most successful band of all time to singing with a group of frogs? I don't know, how does that happen? And yet, he can get away with it. He can do anything, it seems. And secondly, how do you connect the frog chorus with worship? How do you make that connection? And that is what I want to do here. Because for me, when it comes to worship, when it comes to praising God, I can relate more to the frogs than I can to Paul McCartney. See, when I'm standing here singing songs and praising God, I know, and my wife, Rachel, she will tell you this. I can't sing in tune. I can't do it. I sound awful. I sound like I'm croaking, croaking there. And Rach even tells me to croak quietly somewhere else. <laughs> but, but, and this is really important. This is, means I can keep my self-confidence about this. It's croaking with a lot of heart, a lot of heart. And it doesn't matter, it really doesn't matter when we're worshipping God, whether we're in tune or we're not in tune. What matters is our hearts. It's our expression and thanks and praise to Jesus for what he has done in our lives. And worship, worship is so much more than a a song or a, a croak. It's a life lived, fully devoted to God. And what I want to talk through in the next 10 minutes, next 10 minutes, is what worship looks like, what worship means to me in my life. And I'm just using four, four simple phrases set alongside the Bible and what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 100. So firstly then, worship lifts us up. Secondly, worship lifts God up. Thirdly, worship opens us up. And fourthly, Worship opens God up. And then we're going to just start out, start out in the Christmas story, and we're going to finish there. So worship then, worship. Worship lifts us up. As soon as we're born, as soon as we're born, even before that, we start responding to music. We respond to music. Our ears and our moods get tuned in. And I don't know if you've realized this, but you see it all the time. We were created, God created us to worship. God created everybody on earth to worship. It comes to us as naturally as, as breathing. And the question, the question isn't whether you will worship, but it is what, or more importantly, who you will worship. Just recently, Emily, my Emily, she got a new microphone that she can sing into. And it amplifies her voice if it needed it. And it records her voice for, for playing it back so that she can listen to herself singing. And she absolutely loves it. And I know that for myself, I may not be overly expressive when it comes to singing and, and jumping about. I am British after all. But whether I'm here or whether I'm at home, whether I'm feeling bright and, and passionate about my life and faith, or whether I'm feeling the pressure of it, even struggling. When I start to worship God, my heart, my, my face, my, my mood lifts as a result of that. It's a, a physical response in me. And for all of us here, all of us, when we arrive in church, we can be in different moods with different pressures or responsibilities or, or doubts and concerns. We may even arrive ready to sing our hearts out. And it always starts with us. It starts with us. 
And whether worship is the first thing or the last thing that we feel like doing, if we can open our mouths and start to sing, worship lifts us up. And worship lifts God up. It lifts God up. Not that God needs that. And it's important that we realize that. God isn't struggling and down and needs our sympathy. And God doesn't have a a big ego that we need to prop up with our praise. God is God, whether we worship him or whether we don't. But what worship does do in our lives, in our world, is to place God where he is meant to be. And when God is placed in his rightful place, then our lives, our world, starts to look different. We can see it. We can see our lives and our world more how God sees it. And we can see it how the psalmist wrote in Psalm 100. We can see that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. We see that the Lord is good and that his love endures forever. And his faithfulness continues through all generations. We see the incredible truth of who God is. But, but, as incredible as that truth about God is, worship doesn't stop there. This experience, this worship experience goes further because worship opens up a connection between heaven and earth, between us as humans and God as God. The singing or the croaking, the croaking that comes out of my mouth, opens me up so that God can speak and move and transform me. And that is where, that is where this experience of worship goes further. Worship opens us up and worship opens God up. And the more we give ourselves to worship, the more we become open to what God is doing in our lives. Now, you may be wondering, you may be wondering what this is doing here. This across there. Now, it links with the themes, not tadpoles and frogs, but musical notes and praising and worshipping God. And this is going to be a memory verse for us to do. And uh, children, if you want to uh, just gather somewhere here, that would be great. And uh, you're going to start us off with this because you're really good at remembering verses out of the Bible, hey? And uh, I've got some scissors here. I'm not intending to pop the balloons because I know that uh, some people have a phobia with that type of thing. We're just going to cut them off as we go along. All right then, children. So do you want to start off by uh, reading this through yeah the words are on there so that should be reasonably easy for you so you want to go for it you have to do it in time i'll count you in shall i ready one two three Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Right then. So we need to start making this a little more difficult, don't we? So let's uh, cut one of these out. And uh, one of these. And one of these. And that one. There we go then. Do you want to try it again? Yeah, do you think you can do it with those ones missing? All right then. After three, one, two, three.
Fantastic again, yes, yes. I'm going to take that as being right. There we go. All right, if you want to take your seats, just return to your parents, people who are responsible. You can keep the balloons. People who are responsible for you. Fantastic. Wow. Everyone can relax again now. No one got injured in that. That's what it's all about. So the memory verse there, Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I love the scene there. I love the scene in that memory verse that we've just read. That picture of the gates, those massive, richly decorated, royal and priestly gates opening up. This is, this is the way in with thanksgiving and praise. And we enter through these gates into the courts of God in worship. In worship, when we give ourselves to worship, there is a connection that happens where literally heaven, heaven, God's courts, his presence meets earth in our lives and in our hearts. And this is a supernatural experience. And I can't fully explain it. I can sense it and I can feel it that a connection is made. And in that time when we're worshipping God, he is with us. God is with us, present, speaking, moving, healing, transforming us. Worship opens us up and worship opens God up. And as we start Christmas, as we start this season where strangely we should be most open to God and his story of salvation but we can often find ourselves most closed. The picture I want us to finish with is where heaven, heaven is filled, where God's courts are seen. And that supernatural connection is made in worship between heaven and earth. In Luke 2, Luke 2, the shepherds, the shepherds were there, they were living out in the fields those shepherds with tea towels on their heads. And they were near to Bethlehem, watching their sheep. And then, that's another balloon. Don't be distracted. I was, but you don't. And then, and then an angel of the Lord appeared. And the glory of the Lord shone around. Heaven, heaven was meeting earth. And they were scared. And the angel spoke and he told them, he told them not to be afraid told them that today in the town of David, a saviour had been born. And then suddenly, suddenly the skies were filled with the heavenly host. Angels everywhere in the sky, worshipping and praising God and singing glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to men on whom his favour rests. Amazing, amazing. And that is where Christmas starts for me. Hearing about a baby, a baby that was born in Bethlehem. And it's my prayer, it's my prayer as we go into this season, this Christmas season, that for each of us, our hearts will be filled with worship. Our hearts will be filled with worship for our Saviour. And this Christmas season, we won't be closed, but in the midst of it, we'll be open to God. And see it again, see it again, that moment in history where heaven met earth and a baby born in Bethlehem became the saviour of the world. Now we're going to respond to this as we finish. We're going to respond to this. 
And whether you're singing with the angels or, like me, croaking with the frogs, it really doesn't matter. But what does matter is our hearts. Are we open or are we closed? So let's pray. And then we're going to sing, Hark the Herald Angel Sing. And let's be open to God in worship through this classic Christian Christmas hymn, which communicates, communicates some incredible truths about God. So let's stand, and then I'll pray, and then we'll sing, and then we'll finish. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that way back then, you sent your son, Jesus, as a baby, born into this world. Lord God, and as we start out on this Christmas season, Lord, I pray for each of us here, young and old, that we would be open Our hearts would be open to worship you through this Christmas season. That we would see again, God, just the incredible, the incredible fact that you came here, God, on earth to walk with us and to lead us into relationship with you. God, I thank you for that. So Lord, as we praise and worship you, may we all put our hearts into it and be open to what you're doing in our lives. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.